All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Respectfully Unruly podcast with your boy AB and your mans. And your mans. Oh, my fault. Just call me Just. Your mans. I said just call me Just. All right, anyway. Yo, so last podcast was a little bit, um, things got a little bit heated or whatever, but I would be remiss if we didn't start off again with an update on the Deshaun Watson sexual assault, sexual misconduct, sexual allegations. Um, So now we're recording this on Tuesday, March 23rd. It's about 6.37 in the afternoon. Um, We just got a breaking news that there has been a 16th lawsuit filed against him alleging uh, sexual um, harassment. Um, Tony Busby, the lawyer that's handling these, that's handling all these cases, has said that these allegate the the cases could go all the way up to twenty four. Um, that he's um that his uh, law firm is um conducting interviews to to see the credibility the credibility. To assess, to assess the credibility of the remaining, I guess, eight accusers to see if they're going to uh, file in civic court. Um, he's also been steadfast in, uh, in saying that he has been cooperating with local law enforcement to potentially bring about criminal charges against uh, Deshaun Watson. A uh, couple of things of note. Uh, Tony, like I believe Justin said last podcast that uh, Tony Busby is the neighbor of Steve McNear of the uh, which who is the owner of the Houston Texans, which Deshaun Watson is currently the quarterback of. Um, also, a little bit of information I learned today was that also Tony Busby has petitioned by buying a I think he petitioned. A billboard. He petitioned. He bought. He purchased a billboard a couple of years ago, petitioning the Texans to draft uh, Johnny Manziel. Um, Tony Busby's also has been linked to a number of false accusations in the um, Houston, Texas area as well. So, a lot of people are questioning his credibility. Um. <clears throat> But he has not shied away. Um, he has stated repeatedly that accusations of him colluding with the Houston Texans Texans are false. Uh, another note to that I would like to point out is that Deshaun Watson's lawyer is, I believe, uh, his last name is Harden. I have to research his first name, but he's supposed to be a legendary um attorney. I believe he um. He represented a number of uh, famous athletes in different cases. Uh, so with 16 allegations, well, 16 civic, civil uh, lawsuits as of today, my stance on the future of Deshaun Watson has not changed. I do not believe that Deshaun Watson will be suiting up week one. Just based on 
one one allegation is enough, but the mountain of allegations, the accumulation of these 16, potentially 24 individual lawsuits is, is deafening. Uh, Justin, what say you? Yeah, I mean, now it's definitely at um, a tipping point now because it's it's kind of it's at a place where you know like we said before the to me the hard deadline for him to get traded would be the uh, draft which we can look up I should look up right now when the actual NFL draft is because I know it's in April yeah that's um, next for me that's that's the actual day so it's the 29th so essentially we're looking at two months um, from now until where I think will be like the latest he will get traded. Do I think these allegations or conduct will be resolved by, you know, the 29th? Possibly. But the problem is, is that what the lawyer is kind of doing, which again, I, I, I it's a hard thing to struggle because you want like, you can't just use someone's former character and be like, that guy did it or that guy didn't do it, you have to base on the fact of what it is. So I don't know. But my thing is, is that, A, the timing seems really weird. Like everyone's kind of said that. But also the fact of like, the more cases you stack, essentially, the harder it's going to be to actually litigate all this stuff, you know? So it's like, to me, which again, why I have somewhat of a funny feeling about it is because like, could he have sexually assaulted, raped, um, you know, done something inappropriate to, what are we at, right, 17 women? He, uh, right now we're at 16, but 16. potentially, but there's eight more. That's All right, so, we're, so we might be at 24. 24, yeah. Yeah. Could he be a serial rapist or, or inappropriate serial inappropriate toucher whatever you want to call it yeah that could be possible but i just think it's it's interesting that it's not coming out at one suit it's now all of these women kind of oh, individual. Oh. i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i forgot one one piece of information like i don't know if you said this last pod but deshaun's deshaun watson's uh i believe a uh, lawyer has has uh, has issued a statement um because I believe the criticism was that uh, Busby was, um, you know, he was he was coming out every day on Twitter and using a court of public opinion to try to sway, I guess the um, the proceedings. And, and on Deshaun Watson's side, he's been quiet outside of like or a tw- like a Twitter like a, a Twitter post. But um, the he the lawyer did release a statement, and it's something to the effect of you know. These allegations are based as they yada, yada yada, and that they do have evidence of the first. I believe, I believe, please don't quote me, that the first um alleger of the first accuser, sorry, in the first civil suit did try to blackmail Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they said 30, that. 000, yeah, for thirty thousand. They came out. They said they wanted a six-figure payment, and it was yeah. originally one person. That's how this whole thing yeah. kind of blew Something up. That was consensual. Yeah, were consensual, but again, that's one. Yeah, again, my my thing is again the reason why I have very much trepidation about this 
is and again like i am very much saying like i can i can be proven wrong one is the timing and two it's more it's more the fact that like these are coming in like you're not going to sit up here and tell me that like all right we're getting all of these coming in like all of a sudden now like why is it now only like either you want to press like like is this happening or is it not so it's like we're kind of getting this slow drip because first it was like one, then it was like four, it was then we got to like five, then the 12, now we're at 17. And it's like, again, like to me, they always say like a lot of times some women come forward and again, I'm like, I'm not trying to compare everything <clears throat> to this, but you see how Andrew Cuomo, how he had people come out. Mm-hmm. It was one person and then within a week it was six, right? Mm-hmm. But we've kind of been on six this whole time. You see what I'm saying? Whereas like six women come out and said that he's done, has inappropriately like done things to them. And I understand the fact that women um, don't want to come out and say things that they feel like they're pressured and all sort of stuff. But we've had a track record of seeing women when one person steps up, several of them step up. We haven't known the names of any of these 24 women that have claimed to be assaulted i don't think we've, he's got a rape charge but well well, um, well 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 just let me interject this one part one woman is alleging is a, is is accusing him of forcing her to perform oral sex on him and okay so one, uh, all right so all right so that's that's rape okay one accuses also alleging that this happened that her particular case happened at the beginning of this month so the, the 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 dates are 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 ranging from, I believe, from January. The way I heard it was everything. I didn't mean to cut you off, but the way I heard it was, these allegations are pretty much coming from the start of last season, like the last football season. Yeah. So it's been the last like few months. So yeah. essentially, like, because the thing I read from him, or at least a report that kind of came out, was saying the reason why he. He messaged one of them, one, I guess they're like an Instagram massagist, uh, massager, sorry. I shouldn't say massagist. Massager. Masseuse. Um, masseuse. You're right. Masseuse. Um, he, I guess his his masseuse and the team's masseuse was either had COVID or was in COVID protocol. So they, he couldn't go to them. So he sought an outside source to get this massage. So that would detail this all happened during the season. And again, look, I I don't want to be the guy who's like, don't believe women. It's just really hard for me to believe that this man, like, did all this to 24 women in stop, stop five right, months. Stop, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Let's not, let's not pass to judgment on what we believe that he's guilty of. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what he's guilty of. Is yeah, it possible that he did this? Of course it's possible that he did this. It's, it's hard to believe just, that all this ha- hasn't occurred. But like I said, I'm like I said, the reason why I'm still on the side of I don't think he's gonna get suspended is because a lot of this is what's now being considered bad publicity. But you're not getting the heat. He's not getting the same heat that like um Cuomo was getting or like you know, other guys in the past were getting because there was like 
legitimate reporting and like understanding of this. Like this is not coming from like the Wall Street Journal, ESPN, yeah, whatever. They're not this, this this isn't coming from like an actual like news outlet. This is coming from a lawyer. And again, I'm I'm just open to the idea of hearing what everything has happened. We have not seen any, when I say hard evidence, I mean like like we said before, emails, text messages, some type of threads, some type of contact. Because to me, if the lawyer is trying to sway public opinion, Deshaun would have had to spoken to these women in some form. You know, email, text, some way there's a there's at least some body of, of text or whatever that yeah, he had to send. Go ahead. You gotta understand though, that that's you talk about hard evidence that well again when i say hard i I, I didn't mean the last story when i say hard evidence i don't mean like there's a camera of him rape no i don't mean hard evidence like that when i say like hard evidence i'm talking about like we see that you know deshaun in person x had a conversation you know that's gonna come out during the trial Hmm? any any form any form like all that's gonna come out during the trial you know what i'm saying like any form Mm -hmm. of communications that they've had but well, even though bro, even we, we have that, do you remember when Antonio Brown was dealing with the rape thing? Mm-hmm. That woman who was suing him put out a a, a screenshot of the text mm-hmm. messages that they had between each other. Mm-hmm. So you can at least say they had a relationship. They spoke. They knew each other. You can't just say like, oh, I don't know who this person is. They spoke. I just want to think that if we get to 24, which we don't know yet, but if we get to that number, someone's got something like visibly, whether it was like, a, again, a, a phone call, something. So that's, again, the, the, the reason why I'm more on the stands of I don't think public opinion is I think we're in a holding pattern, which is very weird. We're not normally in these situations where like it's very much like either like there's actual like evidence or there isn't, you know. We're, we're not really in a – we're kind of – everyone's in like a holding pattern because no one wants to say something and then someone pulls it up three days later. Then it comes up that he was uh, – you know, he actually did do these things and then vice versa. So I think it's a hard discussion for everyone to have because no one knows. I don't think we've really had a case like this where there are just a bunch of allegations and, a, and suit, civil suits being filed against the guy, but there's no backing – by a like credible news outlet to say like okay no this happened or we're talking to this i don't know about that um we'll, uh... i mean in ev- i'm sorry but like in every situation that we've seen at least i can just speak to the nfl ones we have seen video or like the actual person come out and say this has happened ray rice happened greg hardy Antonio Brown, like we've seen some sort of evidence to say that this happened. I mean, and this is the one situation where we're just dealing with a lawsuit. But Ben, I so Ben to, to just to, just to talk to the evidence to the evidence point, correct? Just to just to mm-hmm. just to talk to that. We've seen Ben Roethlisberger be accused of sexual actually go to criminal court and settle out of court i believe for sexual sexual assault you know what i'm saying and we didn't really see any any with the, I mean, I, the public 
The the only thing I'll say about that is when I'm the time that I'm talking about is post Ray Rice. Okay, so because pre Ray Rice was very different league than post Ray Rice about how we look at it, how much women feel more comfortable coming forward with it. I'm I'm strictly more talking about the post NFL Ray Rice. Wait, so so all right, so to speak to the post NFL Ray Rice, Jameis Winston was accused of grabbing the of 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 sexual uh, I believe sexual uh, harassment mm-hmm. because of an Uber driver claimed that he had sexually touched her in a way that made her feel uncomfortable, I believe. And we didn't We got six games, right? He, huh? He got six games, right? He got six games. And but but I believe that that even that settled out of court as well. And I'm yeah, he settled out of court. There wasn't no no evidence outside of him actually getting in a getting in an Uber. You know what I'm saying? Get yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It was all like it was all just like oh, essentially he said she said situation. Yeah. So I don't want again the, the reason why I don't think that situation is necessarily one to one is because you had a like a person. Come out and say that, like a one person come out and say, even though she was anonymous, come out and say, Jameis Winston did X, Y, and Z to me in an Uber cab and gave you detailed accounts. Whereas we're having these, like, I want to call them vague. But, bro, just because one person or one or two cases happened where you could actually see the, you saw that the, that the public was privy to the, to the, Oh yeah, the public will switch, and that's that's my thing. The reason why I feel like we're kind of in a holding pattern is because I don't think there is that jumping off point that um, that we've had in the past. Right, but because I feel like we've had in the past, like either interviews, like news breaks, like even just the uh, the guy with the Mets. Uh, I forgot his name now. The GM. And like that was that story was was like six years old, five years old. When you when you when you speak of the 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 jumping off point, are you talking to public outcry and damnation of someone's character? That's what you're talking about. Yes, that is that is essentially what I'm talking about. Because yeah. the, if we clearly look at this, like public perception was the reason why the NFL made these rules. They they did they gave the they gave Ray Rice two games. Like they cl- they clearly didn't take this serious enough. Nope. You know? So and then the public outcry happened and then they try to resuspend him and you know, it's just like this whole nonsense. But what I what I want to say to that is that I don't think there's been as much public outcry as other cases, just on the simple fact that currently we're in the off season. Let this that we're in the off season? Yeah. Let this, because again, oh, wait, not, didn't the Jameis thing happen in the offseason? He wasn't playing though. I don't believe so. But let 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 this be ongoing until actual week one, and he actually be suited up week one. All hell is going to break loose. Yeah, this got to get resolved. All hell will break loose. You know. What yeah, I'm this saying? this That's for, why, at least for Deshaun. He's not seeing week one. He's gonna he's gonna have to be and the thing is he wants to be traded, so it's like this also speeds up the timeline, which is like, all right, he's got like he's kind of in a bind, you know, like he's he has these allegations, 
it's unless and again like how are you ever really going to find out if people are lying or telling the truth you know it's one of those things where it's like you kind of are kind of going with it and like kind of let the courts play it out but the courts don't work on the NFL's timeline so if this thing goes to criminal, I don't know I don't think I if 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 it stays to this level and like we're talking cuz I mean how many what are we in march mhm that's a long time for this to kind of still be in the news. You know? If one of these cases... Because we're up to September at that point. Or even not even September. We'll talk to August if you want to go to training camp. Yeah. I believe at least one of these cases will will, will go to um, actual criminal court. And once that happens... Well, we'll see. I mean, you need a lot of evidence to get something brought to a criminal court. No, not really, not really, bro. Yeah, you got a a prosecutor is not going to put their name on the line for a case they don't think. No one, you don't bring cases like I'm, like I'm not prosecuting you unless I think I already got you. So unless they think they got him in some way, I don't see any prosecutor looking at this and saying like, "Oh, I'll take this." They have to, but the but the law enforcement do have to take a look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can you can take a look at it, and obviously it like. Right. You could also indict a ham sandwich. You could literally yes, anyone can be indicted. Anyone can be anyone can be arrested. But it's it's not the idea of like you could be arrested, charges get dropped. Um a lot of things come into play. It's just like for me, like like when you're talking about like these criminal cases, that's the you know, city of Houston versus Deshaun Watson. That's not, you know, blase blase versus Deshaun Watson. And those people don't like to lose. Like any any major city, prosi- um, I'll say I'm about to say prostitution prosecutor isn't trying to take an L, um, like to, especially a case like this, like where people like you know we're gonna be watching it, the whole sports world's gonna be watching it. But they would take the pub, huh? They would take the pub. Yeah, and it's like it's definitely publicity. But do you want to be taking publicity and taking L? It's like it's it's one of those things like they don't they're not gonna try and put out cases unless they think they have him. Now they might have him. I don't know. You know, we both don't know. I'm just very I'm just in the very much like everyone else in a very wait and see. All right. Just kind of just in a wait and see spot. Cool, cool, cool. So speaking of like um unfair treatment and against uh just in just in total against women against whatever um the ncaa is currently having a thing that they like to call this time of year they call this particular time of year march madness right so during march madness the top team top college uh men's basketball teams uh compete to find out who wins the um you know ncaa championship Right. Also, there's a women's tournament that is not as equally big in revenue, but in excitement. Right. They're also having their women's NCAA basketball tournament. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe that all of both, uh, 
both tournaments are participating in uh some some sort of bubble like atmosphere and it recently came to light that the training facilities the strength and training facilities were vastly different between the women and the men right Men had all of these benches and full weight racks and squat racks and all this extremely expensive, elaborate sort of uh, gym setup in their respective bubble, right? The women had a medic table and just one rack of weights. <laughs> So naturally, everyone wants to know, like, what the hell is going on? You know, like, it was public outcry that the NCAA treats the women's game vastly unfair. And they don't treat them with the same, they don't give them the same respect as the men's game, right? Since then, the NCAA has issued an apology. Uh, I believe one of the one of the excuses were that they didn't have enough uh, space. And I think Ali Kirshner, who is the strength uh, coach for, I think, USC, actually uh, had a TikTok showing that that was a lie. They had, ton the women had tons of space for a full setup that could rival the men's. Um, you know, the way I feel about it is that NCAA, NCAA doesn't give a shit about what doesn't bring them the most money. Um, I don't think it's an unfair thing to say that the men's NCAA basketball tournament is one of the biggest revenues for... Yeah, they clear a billion dollars every year. Yeah, not only for schools, but also for the television stations that uh, show the games. And I don't believe that the they have any respect outside of like their top money getters. This has been an ongoing thing to me with the NCAA showing their, their student athletes, their ass to kiss. Um, there's certain student athletes that I guess they don't, for instance, some of them don't even have enough food to, money to uh, buy food, but they're, likeness is generating a lot of uh, revenue for their respective schools. Um, yeah, and I just think it was a crock of shit by the uh, NCAA. Like, dog, like, just a, a gym? Like, that's hard? Like, that's something that's, like, 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 the gym and, and food services should be of equal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't have just, like, a damn squat rack for all of the female uh, women's teams out there to, to, to fucking share when you got like eight or nine or, or ten, you got like a whole like stadium filled with um gym equipment for men. Like what like that that yeah, is, I mean uh, they they like you said they I personally think they were just trying to get away with being cheap <laughs> and yeah, thinking that and thinking that they could get away with uh I mean because even if you look at it at least I don't know. I had this opinion. I don't know I didn't hear anyone else say this opinion. Their their stuff still didn't look that good to me personally. I saw some stretch bands. I saw all like like a couple more dumbbells, but they've got the same amount of people in there that the men do. Yeah, and 
I mean, it was more. It was more than what they had. Oh no, no, it was more than what they had. I'm just still saying, like, I don't understand why it couldn't have been the same because it was not the same. And like, and I believe the food was trash too. Yeah, and so I think um, someone had an article about it. Um, I think it was Susan Collins talked about it, and uh, she basically was just making the point, like, I don't know, however, how this can be lined up as anything as being sexist. Like, like it just is, like. You're not going to sit up here and try and say agreed that because they even have um, even if you look at things like you didn't mention this, but even like the COVID situation. Mm-hmm. So the women or the men and the women, they have two different types of tests. Mm-hmm. So it's like the men's tests, they have the rapid tests and the uh, and the, um, the tests if you had COVID, whatever those they have those yeah, two the tests. Anti- they have the antibody test, and I'm, I don't believe the test that you're referring to. The rapid one is the uh, yes. PCR or QCR test. Like yes, and the women don't have that. They don't have the the faster of the two. They have the test that takes a couple of days. What? So, it, like, you can just see step by step by step. And again, like I said, it's clearly about money and sexism, but it's clearly that they didn't they didn't respect them enough to pay them. Like, you're not going to sit up here and try to convince me that you basically decided not to give proper equipment, proper food, and just just on a, like you're because you're not keeping people safe at that point. Mm-hmm. This whole the whole thing to get 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 through, you gotta keep these teams safe. We already had one game canceled because of COVID on the men's side. Right? And who's to say that this won't get canceled like other things happen? This is still a very much like a rolling situation. Mm-hmm. And so like what ends up happening is that like you make yourselves and I, but the problem is and again this is why like i feel like i hate having these like conversations i feel like they're so rudimentary because like they just don't lead to anything like these guys are scumbags all <laughs> all the ncar are just some scumbags because you're putting kids who do not get paid their lives at stake and that's the number one thing and i'm not trying to scare you because you had covid or whatever um, but this is still a novel disease. We do not know what this thing is going to like be and show. And as we've already had stories, I wasn't talking to you about this, but uh, Tom yes. Hollander had a, a piece up where he was talking to guys who've had COVID like in the NBA and mm-hmm. how they still, this is months, months, and months after, still haven't fully recovered. I believe they're right called long haulers. Yes, Fred Van Vliet, Jason Tatum, just to name a few. Um, I don't know. Did you did you see the Derrick Rose story? What happened no. with him? No. Yeah, like he literally. He, I mean, I'm not trying to be too morbid, but the guy thought he was about to die. Mm. It's he said his whole family had it. Mm. His whole family had it, and again, the 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 flu truthers or whatever. Like the guy said, I think most people have had the flu. Like I've had the flu. I know what the flu feels like. He literally said verbatim, like I've had the flu. This was times 10 what the flu was. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the fact that you're not even you're not even taking care of them to a level of wanting to keep them safe from a global pandemic, again, just shows how disgusting you are when you're about to clear a billion dollars. So... For free, mind you. And mind you, that's non-tax money. <laughs> Never forget that. It's non-tax money. Yo, speaking of a billion dollars, I just wanted to touch on something real, 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 real quick. We don't have to spend too much time on this. But um, 
do you remember last I think it was like last week and a half ago about like um uh, Dak Prescott's new uh contract that 100 million dollar mm-hmm. contract he has 40 million mm-hmm. I believe for the next four years he also has different um options where he could just opt out and it's 100 guaranteed right what's up is it 100 guaranteed what's guaranteed his contract contract yeah no he got 140 and then i think the first year the first year he's gonna get 75 million dollars guaranteed um mm. i think it's i think it's a i don't know if it's a i think it's 88 is mm. like the amount of money he's gonna i think i basically i said the, the they said the the even if if he got like essentially if he just plays this season right mm-hmm. he is essentially going to clear 95 million dollars it doesn't but matter because of the, he's on the team because he was a franchise too he got the franchise tag which was another four, was which was 40 mil which was 40 million but I, so i don't know Whatever. so here's the thing with that i don't know cuz i cuz he didn't sign that he did? so i don't know cuz you have to sign your franchise tender I bet you'll sign it now. But no, no, no. but the thing is, is like that's what a lot of players will do. Like a team, it's basically like a, it's like a, it's like a longer, just longer conversation. So like, if I want to franchise a player, I'll franchise them. Like let's say because like I want to talk to them longer, mm-hmm. I'll tag them, and then you know maybe we can come up with a contract later. You know later in the season. So like the franchise tag, I think the day is like like super early in March, mm-hmm. and then um, after that they can fucking like make. Like longer negotiations talking, that's what happens. Then you know it works out for some players. Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. um, Leonard Williams for the Giants got tagged and he got a new contract. But some guys don't. They end up signing their tender, and most guys don't want to sign the tender. You know, mm-hmm. Allen Robinson, he got tagged by the Bears and he's he signed uh, he he signed his tender. So I don't know if he got that money, but if you count the last five years, he got essentially thirty eight million last year. So he's gonna clear about. Yeah, he's gonna get like, all of it. But no, I'm saying last year he got the franchise tag. I'm not talking about this year. Wait, wait, but wait, let's not get too too sidetracked. But what the reason why I brought it up is because I remember how everyone, everyone on Twitter was like, and some of the um, you know, broadcasters was like, oh my gosh, like he really uh did Jerry in with no lube. Like, how can Jerry do something like this? Yada yada yada. And Jerry is completely in Dak's favor. And I don't know how the Jerry would even. Could, would even consider something like this. And in, the, in my heart of hearts, I'm in my head like, dog, the TV deal is about to be finalized. Jerry Jones knows something that the rest of the public doesn't know, right? Mm-hmm. You don't, a billionaire, you don't, a billionaire as, for as long as he's been a, a billionaire, Jerry Jones, for that long, for over, what, 30 some odd years? You you don't get fucked unless you want to get fucked. You understand mm-hmm. me? Like millionaires don't fuck over billionaires. Other billionaires fuck up fuck over other billionaires. You know what I'm saying? So in my just in my subconscious, I was like, yo, this is gonna be this is gonna turn out to be chump change to 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 Jerry in the in the, in the long term. You know of course, saying? these dudes make and the make the green. Lo and behold. Lo and behold the new TV deal, he'll probably Jerry will probably for just him his his squad alone is probably is going to be upwards of forty million dollars a game. <laughs> so he'll make up that Dak deal in like three games. The whole deal will be made up in three games. 
Yeah, of course. It's like these guys aren't again, like I've I've long term I've long said that I don't believe there's actually a reason of a salary cap, but that's gonna get us down to a very you know we're gonna get into a larger rabbit hole um talking about salary caps. The point is is that these guys like these guys are there to make their money like now. And is even though Dak is gonna get that money and he like I said, he more than likely is going to make the ninety-five million dollars. Will he get the whole one forty? Will he get the whole one forty? Probably not. You know, like he might get. Um, I don't think. I, don't, I think he's played well enough to not like get cut from the team. But I also think like they'll come to him to restructure the deal to maybe extend it out, prorate it. You can do a lot of things with those contracts, kind of like with what Patrick Mahomes has and Travis Kelsey. They. have Recently, just uh, reworked their contracts to get the team to have more cap space to get uh, Joe Tooney from the the Patriots um, to sign him. So these deals are always like being reworked, um, rearranged, changed, doing things like that. It is it is simply more of a case of can you field an actual product around Dak to help them win and. If you look at the division, the first thing you got to do is win your division. You know, well, not first. You got to make the playoffs. But, you know, winning your division is typically the first step. Um, I, I personally think they have the – I think they have maybe the second best offense in the, in the league right behind Kansas City. The Chargers, to me, I really do like um, – Hold on, wait, wait. Did you say is – it, is, it, is it Super Bowl or, or bust? Oh yeah, it's been Super Bowl a bust for them for the last like they they this is Super Bowl a bust since Dak proved he can play. Cause that team was really good. It was really young and really inexpensive, but now it's really expensive now because they've paid literally everybody that they can pay. This is their team. And this is gonna be their team for the next two, three years. Um I believe they can cut Zeke. I have to look it up again. I think they can cut Zeke after next year. Uh, I can look this up right now, um, but it is essentially like this is going to be their their team for the foreseeable future, and that's fine because like they are in a they're in one they're not in a great division, um, huh. and yeah, and it's like they that's are it's an easy div- division to win. Yeah. Okay. So no, they can't even really cut Zeke. All right. So they have. So I like Spoltrack. It's good to see. So they can potentially cut Zeke after the twenty after the twenty twenty two season. So yeah. So after next season, they can cut him. It'll be a, essentially like a six point five million dollar cap hit if they cut him. Um, but they could trade for him right now. Huh? They could trade for him right now, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you would. But again, like, why would I trade for him when I can find a running back? Like, it, 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 there's no reason to trade him, and there's no reason to like trade for him because he'll be running backs. Again, this is a, a position where you can just find guys in the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. Yeah. And if if you love Zeke so much, he'll be he's in, he's. I think Zeke's more than likely going to get cut after this year because. They would have. They pretty much would have paid off all of his, uh, most of that salary. He would have gotten the fifty million dollars at that point, and then he's got a fifteen million, twelve million, fifteen million, and sixteen million dollar cap hit 
in the 23, 24, 25, and 26 season. He's not going to see that money. So either he's going to restructure his deal for the Cowboys to stay, or they're going to cut him. Simple as that. But this this will probably be his last season with the team. All right. So I don't know if you uh, – if you saw, but um, did you see the whole uh, Steve Kerr KD? Yeah, that was weird. So, if for the people out there, right? Um, so Steve Kerr was a guest on the Real Ones podcast with Trevor Murdoch and Raja Bell. It's uh, the Real Ones podcast is under the uh, Ringer Ringer Network banner. Um, that is one of the podcasts that I that I like to uh, listen to. Uh, on a weekly basis um essentially the convo or the question rather went uh something to the effect of asking steve kerr how was the uh, coaching a dynasty in comparison to coaching now right mm-hmm. so steve kerr went into a whole thing starting from you know starting the start he started the story off from when Mark Jackson was the coach and him coming into it, them wanting the first ring going all the way down to the last season, I guess in 2019, KD's last season there. Um, he described it in comparison to uh, the f- last season being losing, I think, 50 games. He said that that was a much funner season because he got to work with uh, younger talent and try to get to mold them, yada, yada, yada. And how it, that the, uh, it was a little bit, it was difficult in comparison coaching a dynasty to coaching right now. So that went on, right? Then on Twitter, I think, I believe uh, one of the Warriors' uh, beat writers Think his name is Andrew something. I'm 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 forgetting his whole his whole name, but he went on Twitter to and completely paraphrased um the difficult part. He says something. He tweeted out that uh, Steve Kerr uh, said that it was difficult managing KD's last season in Golden State. To coaching last year's 50 uh, loss Golden State team. Um, KD then got wind of this, said uh, it was hilarious. Then Steve Kerr last night at a presser was very irate and very upset at the quote, saying that it was very, it was taken out of context and it was unfair. Um, another interesting aspect is that KD kind of got into it with a couple of fans. That were telling him that he's a million, he's and a third, and then it ultimately got uh, Glass Malone into the into the fray, telling KD that, um, "Hey man, you don't got nothing to worry about. You're a millionaire." And KD said something something to the effect of, "Don't tell me to relax. You relax. Every time I open up this app, I am on ten until I close it." Uh, <laughs> so again, this whole thing is much to me. It's much to do about nothing. Um, just the, yeah, it's it's Katie with the team. Huh? It's Katie being KD. People have yeah, said like, that I didn't think I didn't think this was really like a thing. Like, yeah, but 
because <laughs> like we all know how he we know how he felt about Kerr and we know how he felt about playing with the Warriors after like second year. He's a mercurial guy. You know? I think he is a dude who is just going to be like and again, outstanding player that he wants on Twitter. Let's just say yeah, that. He he like, this is he and again, some people don't internalize it the same way. He just does what he wants to do, and that's him. I think he's an outstanding basketball player, but he's kind of just it doesn't affect him on the court because he could go on the court and drop 30 and 10. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm listen, man. I don't remember the last I don't remember the last bad playoff game KD had. Yeah. I can't I can't tell you the last time that dude like but now that you said bad that, in the playoffs. Now that you said now that you said that all oh, like, I can remember the last time LeBron was bad Patrick, in the playoffs. Beverly, Patrick, it was a game that it was in twenty nineteen before he got the um the calf injury that the first game of the first round. Nah, he was killing them. No, it was but they was giving him shit because of because of Pat Bev, I guess Pat Bev held them to a poor shooting percentage or some shit like that. No, I think it was the fact that they lost. They lost because that's that was a they lost. Series. they lost game one. Mm-hmm. It's funny they lost two games and smoked them every other game. Yeah, like they lost and like, then I think it was game it was five. Like all those games are hard fought afterwards. You know oh no, no no no! Like yes, relatively speaking. But my point is, is like the Clippers. If you look at like their point differential, it's so it's so far the negative. Even though they won two games, you think they would have gotten swept, but they every game the Warriors won, they beat them by like twenty five points. Every game, but the games they lost, they obviously they, they lost the games. They were close, and it was like, I just think a lot of times what ends up happening is that there's so much space in between these games, especially early in the first round. So like you lose game one, everyone thinks it, it you know. Especially if it's an upset, everyone thinks it's you know the worst in the world. Like I remember when uh, the Raptors they lost Game One to the Magic. I think well, this is the year they won the title. So yeah, this is the same year that 2019, and everyone was back on the Kyle Lowry can't play and all this other stuff, and like the Magic going to upset them, and then they swept them after that, and they end up winning the title. So I just think a lot of times we over we overrate Game Ones, or like we, there's too much space in between these games, so we have to like. Fill stuff up with, with talking points. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, talking points, who the hell is the NBA MVP? Like, it seems like every four days, it's either Luca, it's Steph, it's Dame, it's MB, Jokic, Braun. To me... This year's MVP. Now, I don't want anyone to. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna preface this by saying, yes, I am a Knicks fan. I have been a Knicks. Don't do this. Fan. Don't say what you're about to say. I have been a Knicks fan for twenty some odd years. Do not do. I've been through the Michael Sweetneys, the James Johnsons. You mean the James White, James Flight White? No, what's what's my man that they gave a horrendous contract to? He's from Seattle. He played like he killed them in one game. Talking about Jerome, not Jerome Jefferson, right? Well, this is whatever. Not not Jared Jeffries, right? No, 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 hell no. It was no, it was back. This is like early two thousands. 
But I've I been do, through, I, yeah, I started watching the Knicks like 2004. I've been through the Isaiah Thomas era. Uh, you're not about to say Julius Randle's the MVP. I've been to through the Stephon Marbury, the uh, Steve. All right, we got it. Who's, who's, who's your oh, MVP? Hold on, hold on. I'm getting it. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm getting it. Just, just hold on. I'm getting it. I've been through the last years of T-Mac. I've been at the highest of highs when the Knicks beat the Celtics and went to the second round, which some, for some reason everyone forgets. I've been through mellow 60 points in a game. I've seen Kobe come through and crush the buildings. I've seen all these different things. And I just would like to say I am a Knicks fan, right? I'm a Knicks fan. But I was also born in Brooklyn. I was raised in Brooklyn. I am 31, going on 32. And I would have spent 32 years on this God's green earth and the greatest borough in the world. The Brooklyn Nets have been my, I want to say, B team since they've officially moved to Brooklyn. I was a fan of the early 2000s Brooklyn Nets. With Stephon Marbury, who was running the team, by the way, all the way until they made the trade for Jay Kidd. I have been keeping an eye on the Nets since they traded for Vince Carter, right? I have kept an eye on the Nets since they made that horrendous trade. Well, in hindsight, it was a horrendous trade, but you had to respect the effort. That said, of getting Pierce, Garnett, Jason Terry, and what was the um? What was their three? I forgot his name. Which and one? He was um. He was on Sacramento. Then he was bounced around the league a couple of times. Isaiah Thomas? No, not Isaiah Thomas. When when they drafted, I mean, when they when they uh, traded for KG Pierce. Oh, you talking about Ray Allen? No, not Ray Allen. He came to Brooklyn. Um, Jason Terry? No, Jason. No, I've said Jason Terry. It was another guy. But my point 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 being, right? I'm trying to get to it. I'm I'm gonna close out soon. Don't worry. Um. I have res- I respected that trade because what it told me is that they wanted to win. You know, they wanted to bring a chip by any means to the city of Brooklyn. Um, so with that being said, right, with all that being said, and also I've been to more Brooklyn games than pricey games, by the way. But um, with all that said, the NBA – MVP for 2021 to me is the one James Harden, the beard. The point being is that they are one game behind the Embiid-less 76ers. Ever since James Harden has come to the Nets, he's been playing without Kyrie in the lineup, with Kyrie in the lineup. With KD in lineup, without KD in lineup, and he's been the steady hand. He's also, uh, again, silenced the detractors for now, saying that 
he wouldn't make a good fit because he's a ball hog and he holds the ball and he dribbles for about eight seconds and then he makes his attack. Well, my man has been averaging 11 assists. All right. The one criticism that I have heard from the people that don't believe James Harden deserves to be in contention for the NBA's MVP is because for his eight games in Houston, he quote unquote quit on the team and wasn't given his maximum effort. But I will say that James Harden in those eight games in Houston earlier this season averaged somewhere around 25 points and 10 assists. And if that is not showing maximum effort, then I'm scared. <laughs> All right. That is better than 70, 70% of the league. All right. Anyway. Um, I'm sorry. No, you talking for like 10 minutes straight. Like, we got it. We got it. Bro, you, you go on soliloquies, and I – and not I, that long, bro. You literally were talking for 10 minutes. I just like to sit back. Run it back. Mind you, all that Nick stuff didn't matter. Um, My MVP right now, if That's we're picking bad. right now, mm-hmm. is James Harden. I think that, again, don't love what he did in Brooklyn. Uh, not in Brooklyn, sorry. Didn't love how he got out of Houston. But as much as I uh, like Dame uh, – what he's doing, same thing with Joker. I think Giannis, honestly, is number two, uh, even though a lot of people don't want to give Giannis the third straight MVP. Uh, again, I look at it as very much the MVP is a regular season award. I'm just simply advocating for people on the regular season. I do not care what you do in the playoffs. That is a separate thing, okay, because that comes down to team, construction, what you do. And a lot of people try to, like, push the two together when they're not the same thing. So if I had to do my top five right now, which is subject to change, I will go Harden one. I will go Giannis um, two. I would go Embiid three because I still think Embiid might have a chance to catch up. I'll go Embiid three. Um, I would go LeBron four, and I would go Dame five. Uh, I do think Dame has a chance to get in the top three just because we don't know how long Embiid – well, you know, LeBron's going to probably miss a month. We're not sure how long is going to be. I've, I've seen two to three weeks. I've seen four to five. You know, and it's I think it's been a week, week and a half so far um, since, since he initially hurt his knee. So, like, again, it's wide open. This is, this is the one season where it's really wide open. Do I think Harden will eventually win the award? No. Um, I think – I don't know because if this is some strange reason, media really has a distaste for him. Because I remember, if you remember back in the 2015 season, I believe that was Steph's first MVP season. It was him and Harden where they were in neck and neck in contention, right? Uh, Harden. There was a couple of guys. There was um. It was it Harden. Was, LeBron was there too. But hold on. Uh, oh yeah, of course, of course. LeBron's there. Come on. LeBron goes out saying, but. Harden and Steph was neck and neck. I mean, Steph won because, of course, team, the team record, I believe, and also because he led not only in points, but free throw percentage and also 
Awesome. Yeah, he led them in every statistical category except for rebounds. Heels, steals, and I believe, yeah. And um, but if you remember, the players had an award ceremony, right? Mm-hmm. They had their they picked ceremony. Yeah, and they picked Harden. And that pissed like, them off, and that's why he got that MVP the second time. Yeah, so it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like players know who who the real who the real dealer. That's why I didn't make a big stink about that. Um, people not uh, LeBron or KD not choosing anybody from Utah until like those very last two picks. I mean, but, look, players are also extremely like. I understand like why players pick the way they want to do and stuff like that. Like Harden is probably the hardest guy they have to cover, and they think at the time at least Steph was quote unquote just a shooter, but then. When I, I to this day, that is still to me the greatest season one player has ever had. Damn the championship! Like, oh. I literally was like staying up. We were on the east coast, I was staying up to two in the morning, having to go to work at 5 a.m. to watch this guy play. He was averaging 30 points and wasn't playing in like tw- I don't think he played in like 20 fourth quarters, he was giving dudes 30 points. In three quarters and sitting. Like that. And, again, like, the, if you want to look at the game against OKC, like, that, again, that that whole season Steph Curry had is... Wait, you said the 2016 or 2015 season? This is the 20... This is the 6... This is the 16, that 17 against, season. Okay, because that game against OKC was in the 16, 17 season. Yeah, that's it. That was, that was, that was Durant's last, last season in Golden State. I mean, sorry, last season in OKC. Well, yeah. all right. So, um, as you said, this this season has been like kind of like up and down, with not with no one knowing who the hell the MVP is because it's like wide open. Um, something that isn't that wasn't wide open until recently has been the Rookie of the Year award, right? Lamelo Ball has ran the hell away, in my humble opinion with that award for the first half of this season, right? I mean, granted, he he's average. I mean, he did lead the rookies in total points, rebounds, assists. He um, led, yeah, he led the rookies in every stat. It was points, yeah. rebounds, assists. In totals, in totals, in totals. Total, total, yeah, yeah. Totals, not, not average. Which is also, if you look at that, like, for the for the rebounding, that's pretty sad for yeah. Like well, the but the big thing for me was he was doing that and his team was, well, currently it's fifth in the Eastern Conference. You know what I'm saying? They're fifth. So that means not only was he putting in work, not only was he starting, but their team was actually most importantly, most overall winning. Winning. Yeah, of course. And okay. so, so, so now that he has this, this wrist injury, right, it puts at jeopardy the Rookie of the Year award, right? In most people's eyes, to me, is a no-brainer. It's still, it's still the ball. He dominated um, for one. He dominated for a whole half of the season. It was no one's so attention. Like he I, didn't... I, it would be interesting to see because I mean, look, the the slobber knocking on Tyree Halliburton is hilarious. Um, his team stinks. Yeah, like his team stinks. His team's the think the third worst team in the West, I believe. Third, no, you're right on the money. Third. Because you know who has the third team in the West? Yeah, I think they're the third worst team in the West and fifth worst team in the league. Um, look, I think, I think, um, 
I do think it's open, all right? I think we got about 35 games left. The problem is, is can Halliburton do enough to catch him? Because I think there's a widening gap. But the, the thing about it is, is that, and again, the reason why I, I think Rookie of the Year is one of the most, like, it's literally just, like, the parameters are whatever we want it to be from time to time. Um, like, people have now, for some reason, put Anthony Edwards in the Rookie of the Year conversation. Um, Anthony Edwards has not been a good, like, rookie. He's shown flashes. Nah, he got his he got no, his no, he had one he had one outstanding game, and I'll give you that. His he leads no, he leads he, no, he, he had an outstanding game. He had the, that's the most points by a rookie this season. I'm not taking that away from him. And he has one arguably arguably he had the most yeah, he had the play of the year. Play yes. Of yes. I'm not like I said, I'm not taking those things away from him. What I am saying is that like We've had a guy just last season in R.J. Barrett who, if you look at their numbers, they're the same numbers. They're putting up the exact same numbers. R.J.'s actually probably shot a little bit better than Anthony Edwards was. And that guy couldn't make any of the all-rookie teams, but you're now going to tell me that Anthony Edwards is in the conversation rookie of the year? To me, the the top... The top four rookies I had were in this order were um, Lamelo, uh, IQ, Emmanuel Quickly, Halliburton, and those are. If you want to flip off those two, those are fine. And then I had Edwards fourth because he, to me, taking a lot of shots doesn't make you good. <laughs> okay, like. I can see, and again, this is this is not me. I can openly say someone as a rookie was bad, and then can put still like their potential. I still like Edwards. I still think I can see a version of how he can be really good in the NBA. Um, but in terms of rookie of the year, no, he should not. He should not be in the top two, top three alone. It's gonna be can either. I think Halliburton has a better chance to catch. Um, Lamelo than someone like IQ because the Knicks are like trying to make the playoffs and his minutes might get shuffled around. But IQ, uh, Halliburton's going to play a lot, and it's going to come down to will he eventually catch Lamelo. But I just know how voters work. A lot of this stuff is year to year, and like the 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 goalpost moves all the time for guys that we like and we don't like, or. You know, teams that we like and don't like. And I don't know. I think people have him number one. He was a number one pick. And we're going to give him more of a benefit of a doubt as opposed to someone else last season who put up the exact same numbers. And again, who couldn't, who didn't make any of the all rookie teams, who who lost out to, to, to Terrence Davis. That happened. You know, Kobe White made the all-rookie team. Kobe White's not even in the rotation anymore. <laughs> like, so I think I think I think LaMelo will get caught by Halliburton, but I think he will finish second. Man. What a what a bad break, man. What a really, really, really Yeah, he was fun. I was wrong on him. I thought I didn't think he was gonna be that good. And he's he's been great. 
I thought he like, was not even rookie great, like like oh. good NBA player great. Am I like the only person that thought Lamelo's going to be dope? Like people said, no, like, no, there are other people now. There are other people who thought he's going to be really good. My I biggest question was him was that he was going to slide all the way down to number eight and probably be out. No, of no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't think of that. I thought no, he was going to go to the top. I've heard that. I was, I was, I was under the impression that so there was always so there was this tra- now again. You don't know what's real and what's not, but there was a trade package allegedly that the Knicks were going to trade up from eight and give I think it was supposed to be Mitchell Robinson and a future first round pick to get up to two to draft Lamelo, and the Warriors said no, mm. and so we were going to flop. So we would get two, they would get eight, they get Mitch, and then another pick later. And I was very much against it. And my point was, like, I don't think this guy is – I think he'll be a good player. I didn't see him being someone who was going to be able to continuously get into the paint and, like, finish around the rim. And I've been completely wrong. He gets into the paint at will. He's so much bigger than any guy who's guarding him. Um, defensively, he's still bad, which, you know, most rookies are bad on defense. That's fine. Um but he's active though. His hands are raised. Yes, he's a, he, he's an active defender. I'm not. I I I think that if you ask me the top five players who who any team in the league would want right now, like right right now, I would think he's probably in the top five. I'd probably say it's Luca. It's probably Luca Zion. You can argue one or two. Um. Yeah, I think I think Lamelo's right there, man. He's that good, and I was not a believer in him. Why do people? So you don't like Weissman? I do like Weissman. I I, I, I really no no I really like Weissman. I just for me, and I think um, someone made this point. It's gonna be hard for him to justify his selection at number two unless he develops like guard-like skills on the offensive end. Because essentially we have two types of centers in this league now. We have like rim-running centers, uh, Rashard Holmes, Mitchell Robinson, Nerlens Noel. Um, we have those guys. And then we have like kind of these like combo centers yeah. who are forwards but who can put the ball on the ground, back up, shoot the three, yeah. Joker, AD. Giannis, you know, whatever Giannis is, and B, you have those type of centers. And I, my question is, where is Wiseman going to? Oh, but Wiseman does take threes, though. Huh? I mean, he, he does take threes. It's, it's yeah, he can hit threes. I'm not saying he can't hit threes. My my point is like, can he create? Like, Embiid is creating his own shot, right? You're not stopping Embiid when he gets to his spots. Same thing with AD. Same thing with the Joker. Like, you're not stopping these guys when they get to wherever they need to get to. My question is, right now, he's just a rim-running center. He's, he's Mitchell Robinson, essentially, right? Just a lot worse on defense. How much offense is he going to slide over and give you to, to justify being the number two pick in the draft? I don't know. That's the question about him. He can shoot threes, but eventually, like, are you I, – I wouldn't have taken – is he Miles Turner? Yeah. Miles Turner shoots threes. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Daniel Tice shoots threes. That's mm-hmm. fine. You know? Those guys aren't, you wouldn't think, worth of the number two pick in the draft. But if he's, you know, Embiid, AD, Joker type, then yeah. 
think he has a lot of potential to be. He has. A yeah, lot yeah, he's a lot. This is super early. I'm not down on Wiseman. I, I like him. I'm just saying that's oh. that's the that's the like the the paradox that he's. So, in. so speaking of speaking of bad breaks, right? Well, this is going to actually put us in the conversation for the trade deadline as well. The Los Angeles Lakers now 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 Braun has a high ankle sprain, which from all reports is actually a six week healing process, then valuations, yada, yada, yada. Um, now with KD being out, KD last week, they said he was going to be back within two weeks, two weeks puts him in the beginning first weeks of April. Right, that's like, like I said, by the way. But anyway, um, wait, 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 wait. What'd you say, by the way? I said that he wasn't. That's no, 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 that's not what we said. We said you no. were like holding him out the whole time, and my point was like, all right, we yeah, should so see if he's healthy or not. So the first they came back. No, no, no. I said you uh-huh. should evaluate him, and if he's not healthy, then he shouldn't play. That's what they you said. They came back and determined that he wasn't healthy. That's you said you- off the rip he shouldn't play. Uh, yeah, of course. That's, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. I said, that I said, wasn't right. I said that he should not be. He should not play. Well, we he shouldn't be back. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not reevaluating this. Sure, go ahead. He shouldn't be. That's back. what I said. That's exactly what I said. I've never said you didn't say that. Sure. So, but anyway, so um, with that being said, with AD being out, Braun being out, the Lakers are 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 seconds currently in the West. Um, I think third or third, and I see they played the uh, Suns on Sunday, and it was a total wash by the Suns. Um, they had a steady diet, which rightfully, I guess, in theory, makes sense. They had a steady diet of Montrez in the post, uh, Taylor Horns Hucker, um, shooter running point. Um, do you see the Lakers one making a big splash and two are they in dire need of making a, a big splash in the trade during, before the trade deadline? Because yeah, two questions. Um no and no. I don't think they well so Brian Winhurst was talking about this on um the um on the jump and basically the only thing that the Lakers have essentially put up in trade talks so far has been uh, KCP so they haven't um they haven't talked about any uh picks they haven't talked about their best young player who is uh THT uh, so they haven't talked about uh, giving up any of those guys as of yet, so I don't heard, think I've yes. heard Montrez's name brought up. I don't think they're going to trade Montrez. I've heard Montrez's name brought up, but to me, all right. No, for, did you did you finish your thought? No, I'll just Go I'll ahead. just saying like yeah, I don't I don't think um, I don't think that they are going to do anything in part because they can't do anything right now. Uh, they look. They they. This is their team. They mm-hmm. gave up everything for AD. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have anything to trade, mm-hmm. and I think it'd be very stupid to do a move where, you know, 
we're in a situation where we don't know what's really going to be happening in terms of like uh, home court advantage, who's going to actually be playing, like who's going to be um, playing in the, uh, like, are we going to have fans? Mm-hmm. Like um, a lot of this stuff is going to be um, kind of up in the air. So I personally think that the Lakers just have to hold on essentially in a sense. But they, but by holding on, they run the risk of folding all the way to because the rest of the conference is tough, man. Yeah, but my whole thing is like, what does it? Very competitive. Like I mean, this is why you, this is why you coach. But I mean, you, I understand. Like, look, like I run the risk of actually falling to the playing tournament. I think they could. I definitely do think they could. Cool. Let me, let me, let me, let me take a stab at this. All right. So me personally, right? If we look at who's out there, right? We have. Kyle Lowry, Norman Powell. Um, we have Aaron Gordon, right? We have Lonzo Ball. We have uh, Whiteside. And quiet as kept, I believe, we have Bradley Beal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think does, Bradley, I think Bradley Beal, if he's getting traded, it's going to be in the offseason. But does – but can – if the question is, can the Lakers afford to slide all the way down? No. When you say slide all the way down, I like I said, I think they're at a place where they don't care to go on the road. But I don't. But I don't think. But like you gotta, you gotta think like, all right. So AD is coming off of an Achilles. I mean, not Nick. I'm sorry. Uh, calf injury that is right near to his uh, Achilles in his previous Achilles injuries, right? So he's not necessarily going to be playing 100%. Then you got Bron, age 36, coming from one of his most significant injuries to date, right? 36-year-old LeBron coming off injury, right? Yeah, high ankle sprain. not great. This has potential to be catastrophic. This has potential. But look, like. Wait, 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 hold on. on. This has, wait, wait. This has potential to. Be a replication of LeBron's first year in Los Angeles, right? Which well, was that's a rookie uh, run. Which, 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 which was, uh, which got to the point where you know what they said. You know what, LeBron, don't even come back. Like this is going to be a gap year. LeBron's legacy and LeBron's, I guess, competitive nature leaves no room for this particular year to be a gap year, right? Because it's championship or bust. Like he's chasing. Jordan, like as he said, he's chasing a ghost. Yeah, you know but at the same time, like you understand, this is the risk you run when your team is top heavy. When you mm-hmm. trade all that stuff you trade to get mm-hmm. um, AD, you're not a you're not a um, a deep team. But this is and the, once you're not a deep team, it's like yeah, once you're sorry, Taylor Horn, you're not a deep team, you mm-hmm. run the risk of if your top two players get hurt. You don't have the ability to, to to deal with it, and again, like you're trying. If they're done for the season, then they're done. There's not they're not going to make the playoffs. If not, I'm sorry, not make the playoffs. They're not going to win the title right, so if you, AD and LeBron are hurt. But, let me give you the scenario. Let me give you the scenario. Right? What if by tomorrow, right, the Wizards come around? They're they not say, trading him to the Lakers. No, 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 no. Calm down. Hold on. I was just, this is a hypothetical question. Right, if they just come around and say, you know what, let's just deal, Bill. You know what I'm saying? Let's just 
uh, restart, let's restructure, yada, yada, yada. If they are offered THT, Kuzma, KCP, plus draft picks, right? They don't have draft picks. Oh, whatever. KCP, Kuzma, whatever. They're not ta- – what are you – are you – did you smoke something? You really think that 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 the Wizards are going to trade Bradley Beal for – KCP, you have to let me actually. Can you, can you, can you actually let me finish the question? Before you finish the question, everything that you want to know, everything that you want to know will be answered, right? What I want to ask is like, is it out the? Is it fair or foul if the Lakers just to offer KCP, THT, and Kuzma? I don't see. No, that's necessarily a problem. Why would? Okay, so you just offer things. So, like, if I went into like a like a, a Rolls Royce, right? I get to, to try to buy a Rolls Royce, and I and I gave fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong to offer fifty dollars to pay for it? No, you're not. Okay, then. So, but that that seems ridiculous. They'll laugh you at the store. That's what they do. There's a price, and the price for Bradley Beal is going to be an All Star caliber young player and several first round picks. They don't have that. This is the Lakers team. Okay, this is their team. They unless they and they, that's the same. They cannot. The they really cannot I don't know that TT would be the prized possession in that because he is twenty years old. It shows that's that. fine. Does anyone think he's going to be an all star? No. Yeah. No yeah. one thinks that, bro. Yeah. No one thinks that. A lot of people, bro. No. Okay. A lot of, think a lot of take yeah. out all of Lakers fans and ask anyone. No, athletic, no one thinks he's going to be an all star. Athletic actually published the article. I believe yesterday about all the tra- uh, top uh, trading. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. You're comparing two different things. Do, really I think, do I think the Lakers could get something back significant if they traded TH- THT? Yes. I think they can get Kyle Lowry if they traded him straight up. I think they could get um, Aaron Gordon, possibly. You know, like yes, I think he can get you something. But we're talking. I'm talking. There, there's a. There's a. There's a. There's. There's. A, and there is a article. There is an article. That is, um, that actually, you know, proposed that same scenario that I'm talking about. What? Then that's a stupid article. I mean, it's a stupid my, article. No my, one is, no one in their right mind thinks that Bradley Beal is going to get traded for Kuzma, THT, and KCP. I mean, there was an article, bro. That's a stupid article for the third time. Well, maybe stupid to you, maybe not so stupid. It's not stupid to me. It's a, it's like a, you will not find. I can ask any NBA person; uh-huh. they're not going to be like, "Yeah, Bradley Beal for THT, KCP, and and fucking Kuzma is a good trade." It's a good trade for the Wizards. But the the point that I'm trying to make is this: that's how high some teams are on Taylor Horn Tucker. That's not a real thing, bro. Who wrote this? Bro? Who wrote this? What article wrote this? That they think THT was this a Lakers blog? Let's check the files. All right, because whoever wrote that needs to be is is ridiculous, and they think that THT is going to be the centerpiece of a Bradley Beal trade. Don't worry, we're going to check the files. Yeah, this is the last thing we're going to do too, because I like next game is on. But like this, that is that's no, no, okay. I think the Lakers, if they want to trade THT, and I'm not saying they should trade him, but if they want to trade him, it is going to be for like a very minuscule player. Oh, We're talking about Bradley Beal's a small NBA player. Um, this is from Matt Wadley. All right, already discredited. Already discredited. I don't even know who that is. Discredited. 
discredited from the from the moment I heard that. I don't know who that is. Okay, so send him back to the archives where he's writing for SB Lakers Nation. I mean, that's not a bad. Send him back to the archives, dog. That is a terrible take. Oh yeah, someone wrote that. Uh, you know that the Lakers. What? What kind of nonsense is that? Paul George, who you can argue Bradley Beal is like the same caliber player, went for four oh, first round picks and Jake Gilders Alexander. This but is Bradley Beal is who has who's less hurt is going to go for three rotation players. Bro, this is for um, Sports Illustrated. That's a stupid take. Is quoting Adrian Wojnarowski that the Clippers link is among. Top tier contenders would love to get involved in a potential deal to acquire Washington with the star Bradley Bill. That's fine, but you do understand what you're you do realize you're not saying the same things, right? You're saying that, like, yeah, I can really say that about every team in the league. Every team. Brooklyn would love to get Bradley Beal. Knicks love to get Bradley Beal. Every team in the league would love to get Bradley Beal. But the Wizards are not taking three random dudes like that are just like so so dudes. That's not happening. Like, what are we talking about? I can't believe that actually gave we gave that five minutes. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. We're gonna trade Bradley Beal for the for the the seventh, eighth, and ninth best players on the Lakers. GM, GM LeBron, GM LeBron. Yeah, of course. Yeah, GM LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not gonna happen. GM LeBron wants. GM LeBron gets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I want Bradley Beal. Yeah, this is going to work. Okay, okay, we'll do that. I mean, shit, you got James Harden for fucking pennies. No, they did not get James Harden for pennies. You must be out your mind. Who they traded away? Who did they trade away? You're talking about the Nets? Yeah. The Nets gave up six first-round picks. What are you talking about? Four. And Kira Silvert. And Jared Allen. What, do, what What are you talking about? They gave him first-round picks? Nigga, did you not – Bro, this is why I really be questioning how, like, if we if we, we have conversations. You didn't know they get they literally gave up eight for, potentially eight first round picks. Potentially eight first round picks. Too. It's four. It's four. Definitely. It's maybe eight. Well, shit. Houston needs. Uh, I want to be upset at Houston getting any first getting uh, the first pick this year. Okay, I'm, but I'm just telling I, you like that trade is not KCP and <laughs> THT and Kuzma. Those aren't the same things. I mean, shit. If they want to make a big... This man literally said, like, did James Harden get first-round picks? What? Hmm. It's like eight picks. What are we talking about? They get up two starters and eight picks? All right, I won't uh, dispute that, but it's whatever. All right, so does anything else you want to touch upon? Um... Did you want to touch upon anybody else that's on the trade market? Nah. We'll, we'll, we'll find out next week. All right, man. So this has been another episode of the Respectfully Unruly Podcast with your boy AB and... Sorry, just call him Justin. Damn, twice in one show. All right, guys. You have a good night.